run. It's Joel Brenner and he looks mental. <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> Hello once again, friends from the internet. This is Have You Seen Episode 65. I am Kieran Westworld Lafort, and at the other end is Tom. What are you going to be, Roman or medieval world? Um, Web. <laughs> um, do you know what I was thinking? Oh, I don't know which one. I think, actually, I think if I was going to pick, I'd probably go Westworld. Yeah. Actually. Mm. Um, but failing that, I think... Probably medieval, just because of the bows and arrows. All of them, you're cleaning up your own poo. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this um, fabulous route of discussion has come about because last week Tom <laughs> pitched me Westworld. Yep. Uh, so uh, I'm going to let him recap it, Sorry, and then we'll talk about it. Hello, everybody. Yeah. I said that at the beginning, didn't I? Yeah, I think so. I'm feeling slightly drained today. It's a very hot day in London. It is. It's been uh, ridiculous today. Yeah. Uh, so we're a bit drained from energy. We haven't actually seen each other for about a week. No, that's true. We've been... So I assume you're all right and everything. Yeah, no. I'm, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. We, we did There's those... been fleeting glances in the office. Yeah. Well, I think last week we saw each other Monday. Yes. And then from that day onwards, one of us was not in the office on alternate days. Until Monday. Until Monday. Yeah. So a full, yeah. a full week. Yeah. Right, uh, I guess. Westworld. Yeah, yes. I should recap Westworld. Um, Please. So it's a classic sci-fi movie, nineteen seventy-three, written and directed by Michael Crichton, uh, utilizing one of his favorite uh, storyline and MacGuffins of uh, science gone wrong, uh, and scientists thinking they can control things that maybe they can't. Um, Westworld is basically part of a futuristic holiday resort and as Kieran mentioned there's also Roman world and medieval world um, you go along and you lose yourself in the environment for however long you want to stay there uh, and it's all fine uh, and dandy a thousand dollars a day thousand dollars a day basically and these, these places are pop- populated by other tourists but rather than have actors playing out the roles of the the kind of uh, inhabitants uh, they have robots and robotic uh, animatronics and all sorts of things like that so that it's it's all automated um i don't know why they just didn't have actors but, you know. no no um, nor, nor do i well i suppose no, we'll get to that yeah for example in uh in westworld uh, you can be challenged to a showdown by a, a gunslinger and if you shoot him with your gun he'll get shot and he'll die but if you try and shoot that gun at another tourist uh, nothing will happen because it recognises the difference between it. So I think that's the the point is that it makes it more realistic because you can you can kill the robots or you can interact with them to a greater degree mm. that you couldn't do with with mm. other human beings. Um, yeah, as I mentioned, written directed by Michael Crichton. Uh, it stars uh, James Brolin and uh, Richard Benjamin as two visitors to the resort to Westworld, and Yule Brynner as Gunslinger, mm-hmm. uh, who is dressed exactly like he is in the Magnificent Seven and it's obviously a kind of a little nod and homage to, you know, when they were building the park they've picked, you know, people yeah. that people will recognise and it, it's, you know, the fact it's Yul Brenner is kind of an in-joke in itself. Um, yeah, I really like it because it's one of those early 70s sci-fi movies, you know, like Andromeda Strain and, mm. you know, some of the other things I've pitched you and it's got it's just kind of a really unique feel to it. Mm. Um 
Uh, and I, as I mentioned uh, last time out, that the uh, it was the first time ever like a digitized image had been created to go into a movie, and it's the kind of the the point of view of the robot, uh, which is pretty rubbish, but it was groundbreaking yeah, it's at the terrible. time. It's, you know, it's just kind of pixels. Um, yeah, and that was it really. I just kind of I, I know Kieran's a, sort of a big fan of Jurassic Park and that kind of stuff, and this is where it all stemmed from really. And I thought it'd be worth worth having a watch. So, what did you think? Um, I thought it was very enjoyable, right? But it's oh, full of holes. Yeah, oh, yeah, there I'm are sure, so yeah. many. We'll get to them as, yeah, I, yeah. as I as I go through. But um, uh, overall, yes, it is very enjoyable. Uh, I more to more towards the beginning than the end. I found. Oh, really? okay, that's yeah. quite interesting. Yeah, um, interesting. The opening promotional video, yes. is brilliant. Oh yeah, I thought that was I, really good. I even loved the shoddy editing. Yes. of it. Well, that was one of the things. Is like when you think about. Um, Someone who does that sort of thing a lot is Paul Verhoeven. If you think of things like Robocop and yeah. stuff like that. With Starship the, Troopers. Starship, and, yeah, yeah, with the fake videos. And, yeah. kind of, and, and you know, this was ten, well over 10 years before, 15 years before that. And yeah. you've got this kind of really cool idea that is it sets the whole thing up mm. so easily. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, it's one of my favourite bits is the Vox Pops at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And then I didn't write anything else until right. I got to the brothel. Right, which okay. Which is, like, yeah. is like, that's a good 20 minutes yeah. in or so. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because you're meeting the characters and there's a bit of setup. They get the costumes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Richard Thingy, who plays Pete. Richard Benjamin. He's a terrible actor. <laughs> yeah. He's so bad. Yeah, I think, I mean, you've got James Brolin and you Brenner kind of steal it for me. Yeah, Yul Brynner doesn't do an awful lot, apart from mints about in a cowboy costume. And no. I do mean mints. Yeah, but that's what he's supposed to do, isn't it? I mean, he's that kind of, you know, because yeah. he's an automaton. Yeah. Um, oh. I liked, what do I like? Uh, okay, we get to the brothel scene. I wrote, Robo Hookers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, dude, you just shagged a robot. And then my immediate thought was, which poor bastard has to clean those? Oh. What an awful job. Oh, cleaning cleaning the Robo Hookers yeah. in Westworld. That, one of the moments I find in this movie that is quite creepy is, I think it's it's around this point in the mm. film where everyone goes to bed. Yes. And it's I, night. Yeah, yeah. And then all the cleaning robots come out. And all the, like suddenly like it, it's well, night. Well, no, it's not, it's, it's not even cleaning robots. Well, it's, it's humans in a van. And they, oh, they part they the big floodlight, yeah, which yeah. does nothing because you can see everything even before they put it yeah. out. Um, but yeah, I love the eeriness of the, the, the modern guys, so yeah. to speak, silently loading the quote-unquote dead bodies into the van and then sticking them on the conveyor at the other end. Yeah, the it's loading really of creepy. The, the dead horse into the back of the van had me in stitches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I really like about it is that you kind of, you know, they, you kind of see the other side of the park. You, yeah, I mean, yeah, you see yeah. behind the, behind the thing, yeah. Yeah. which I think... I think really helps to sell the story. Mm. I think if you didn't see that and you just saw your Brynner mincing about, yeah, yeah. You, it wouldn't be as believable, or you no, wouldn't, you wouldn't be able not. to suspend your disbelief as much. No, um, the horses, dog, and chicken in the repair facility yeah. also made me laugh. Right. Uh, I've also decided people don't use the phrase "beat it" enough anymore, <laughs> right. and I'm going to try and bring it back. Okay, excellent. Um, yeah, I just write, I write things like this is this is live Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to find all the other stuff I like before we get into the stuff I don't like, and we start talking about plot holes. Right. Um, you, I'm skipping way to the end. We're That's not going right. to get very uh, chronological here. That's right. You said there is one stunt that even today, yes. is still very hard to pull off. Yes. 
And I'm assuming you're talking about the full body burn yes. fire stunt at the end, which is done several times. Yeah. And it's massive. And it's huge. It's insane. I have never seen a full body burn like it. It's no. probably, I mean, I think that, I genuinely think that is one of the most impressive stunts I've ever seen. It's, it's in any unbelievable. film. It is, and they must have done, they keep going back to it yeah. from different angles. Yeah. So I doubt. I it's don't less think, likely in the 70s to have had multiple cameras set I, up. I, I think there were multiple multiple cameras, maybe two or three, but I think they definitely did it more than once. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. I mean, and when we say full body burn, you're I mean, you're talking about a man setting himself on fire. Yes. In, from in, head to from toe. Tether. But the trouble with it is th- this stunt is so dangerous because the fire takes the oxygen away. Mm. So you can't breathe while you're doing it. Mm. So you have to do it for very short periods you'll, of time. Be done, it's generally done for like 10, 15 yeah. seconds. And what they try to do is kind of put all the stuff on the back, not the chest, mm. so that the flames are behind mm. and, and on the legs mm. and the arms because you can flail those yeah. about. Uh, at, but you kind of try and keep the chest a bit clear. Yeah. This guy is a tower of flame that's about yeah. nine feet tall. Yeah. It's just huge yeah. and he's right in the middle of it and it's not Seriously. the back just the back and the legs it's, no, it's all the whole of him, of him. his yeah. head everything, everything. Yeah. yeah unbelievable um yeah. well um we'll go back to other impressive stuff yeah. uh where your brinner is taken into the facility yes after he gets killed for the first time he dies yeah. more times than kenny in south park <laughs> yeah in this he film. does yeah um the bit where he gets his face taken off. Yes. That's really impressive. That still looks good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean I think it's I think this was the time period. I think from from sort of round about now or early seventies through to the sort of mid to late eighties, before people started augmenting things with CGI, um the the practical effects were just brilliant and some mm. of them still really hold I think like the ones in the first Terminator movie still really hold up um yeah until you get to the um there's an animatronic Terminator head in that isn't it that's near the end though yeah and that's no well or am I thinking of T2 where well, it's an Arnie head yeah, yeah, and that's still crap. That's yeah. Rubbish. There's, uh, I'm thinking of things like that when he's put, he's testing the, he's testing his fingers by putting oh, yeah, the, the yeah, yeah. fake tendon in his arm, things mm. like that. Um, yeah, that also talking of practical effects, actually, yeah. um, and your Brenner's face when yeah. he gets the acid thrown in his face, mm. that's yeah. that's impressive too. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Oh, I, and that was just chemicals in his makeup that would react with water that okay, was thrown right. on him. I've read about that. Okay, that's really clever. Actually. I can't remember what chemical. I'm sure a chemist will tell us. <laughs> Um, and the faceless robot Yul Brynner at the very end is mm. also extremely scary. Yeah, yeah. When it rises, it rises up kind of one mm. final time, then explodes yeah. on the floor. Yeah, it does the whole Michael Myers stuff, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Back, yeah. yeah, yeah. And as you said last week, Halloween was kind of took yeah. quite a lot of inspiration from this. Mm, absolutely. And I also yeah. kind of think it. Um, uh, you can see bits of this film in. Um, uh, I th- the first thing I thought of was Lost, actually. Really? I think Delos and the corporation, yeah, reminds me, kind uh, of reminds of course, me of the Dharma yeah. Initiative, yeah, quite a bit. I hadn't even thought about that. Um, Truman Show, yeah, Cabin in the Woods, Terminator, Blazing Saddles, and Running Man. Yes, yeah, I'd I go to all those. Bit, uh, bits of this, yeah, all, absolutely, in yeah. all of those. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, Jurassic Park is yeah. also, you know, yeah. I was trying to think of things that Michael Crichton hadn't did, written. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unfortunately. Mm. We now then get into the, the difficulties and the plot holes. Yeah. It ranges from the simple stuff like why do medieval robots have American accents? Right. Um, where are all the other guests in Westworld? 
because the only two human beings you actually see, apart from the guy who's the sheriff, yeah, that's true. Although are Brolin and do you see Pete. more than the three of them go in? I think you do. There's like half a dozen yeah. get on each little golf cart. I, I just ki- yeah, the... I just kind of assumed that that you know, it's an awful. It's, these people are only paying a thousand dollars a day, right? Yeah. So if you've only got three people in West Westworld, it's got to cost more than three grand a day to run all of those robots, that is even true. in 1971 money. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Um, if the guest safety is paramount, yeah. why are the robots allowed to hit them and throw them around in Wild West bar fights? That's true. The yeah. robot should be programmed to miss. Yeah. Yeah. The problem I also have. Yeah. is with Yul Brynner taking shots at James Brolin and Pete Wass's right. face. Um, he can't. What the sensor on the gun is supposed to stop that happening. Yeah, the sensor on the gun is supposed to stop it shooting humans, not the robot's programming. So Brynner shouldn't be able to shoot him at all unless his gun has been modified or is also malfunctioning. Because you yeah, see that Brynner's gun yeah, has also true. got the sensor yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I just I, see, there's nothing to stop him beating people to death. All, all of that, I just get swept up in. I just assume that that is the case. Yeah, yeah I just kind of go with it. It's said specifically earlier on. Oh yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah, I just assumed that he he and whatever he had, yeah. it was just. I just assume it's not just him that's malfunctioning. It's the whole park is malfunctioning. Yeah, I guess so. Because you do cut over to medieval world, and there are robots malfunctioning. In yes, there. Yeah, you do cut to Roman world, and. That's like a bloodbath, isn't it? I so, did like I did like how um, Brynner's uh, malfunction was set up by the Black Knight malfunctioning in medieval world. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. I, 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 you know, you're talking about where the other guests go. Yeah, you do see other guests getting killed in the other world. You so, do, but so there are my, very few people in Westworld. That's true, but my assumption is that everything's going wrong. The yeah. entire park yeah, yeah. is going wrong. We're just seeing this one story within it. Yeah, I suppose so. I suppose so. Um, on uh, on the subject of the guns, yeah, and the, it's explained that it's heat related the sensor, yeah. So it won't shoot anything warm, which yeah. is how they're able to. Well, I was going to say that's how they're able to kill the snake, but the snake turns out to be a robot as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. What happens yeah. if a human being is behind a wall? Also, they don't always hit when they shoot at these robots. No, that's people can get killed bullets. by yeah, stray yeah. bullets. Yeah. No, I hadn't thought of that. And I, I think the whole heat thing's flawed. Anyway, I think that's just a that that's just a very easy thing to say to an audience that will just go, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. And on the subject of heat, yeah. when Brynner is lured into, well, he's not lured, he chases yeah. uh, what's-his-face into medieval world. Yeah. Um, how did Pete know to go through a manhole cover in Roman world in the first place to get into the facility and then out into medieval world? I don't know. Because he's like he meets that guy in the desert, doesn't he? He's like, yes. oh no, I'll I figured it out. I'll be fine, or I know what to do, that kind of thing. Yeah. And somehow he knows to go to this manhole cover in Rome, right. walk around underneath Rome, find the room with the scientist dying inside through lack of oxygen, right. yeah. and then leave after a brief standoff with your Brinner and throwing acid at him, and yeah. then up into medieval world. Yeah. But anyway, he confuses the Brinner bot. By standing near some flaming torches. Right. And I'm like, really? It's yeah. confused by fire. Yeah. There's never any fire in West in Westworld, <laughs> no, right? True, yeah. Or as they call it, Western World Western throughout world. most of the film. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. The, I, I, I'm, it sounds like I'm kind of ragging on this, but I really did enjoy it. it no, is, it's fun and silly. I think yeah. the first half an hour in particular, I really liked. Yeah. It's, um, like I say, it's a really good setup. I think mean, yeah. it's a really great idea. Mm. 
Um, you know, then there is the sequel, Future World, which kind of takes a yeah. different kind of spin on it, which uh, is, you know, it's good, but it's not as good. It's not mm. as iconic, I don't think. I think I would have preferred it if um, it was perhaps just the Brinnerbot that was going nuts. Yeah. This one uncontrollable right. element. Yeah. In amongst everything. Yeah, else. I think I think the I think Jurassic Park does the whole everything's going wrong better. Absolutely. You know, and obviously, you know, things. You know, Crichton had obviously got better as a writer, and you know, it was improving and honing the idea. Yeah. Because that that kind of it's a theme that crops up in a few of these things. I think. Yeah. Um, it's going to sound like sacrilege, mm. but I honestly think this is right for a remake. Yeah. With with the logic more sealed up. Yeah, yeah, no, I could see that. I think uh, my only worry is that if they did a remake, that you know they would be a bit too CGI and a bit too. Yeah, do you know it, what would, I mean? it would need some restraint. Yeah, as so long as, as, long as they like keep the full the guy, body burn. Something, yeah, <laughs> something like the guy who did Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah, that that CGI is phenomenal. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I do, I don't just mean in amazing. terms of effects. I mean in terms of being able to handle that kind of reboot, yeah. reboot remake that's property. True. Yeah, yeah, because that's a that's a really yeah, good, that's, that's a really good kind of reboot sequel. Yes, mm. yes, um, or prequel rather. So yeah, I didn't love this. I didn't hate it. Yeah. Uh, I would be predisposed to if you can hear that. That's the cleaner banging yes. about in the kitchen outside the door. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I, I would be. I'd be quite happy to watch it again. Right, uh, okay. it's good fun, and I'm kind of intrigued by Future World as well. Although I gather it's uh, not as good. Yeah, it's, law uh, of diminishing returns. Yeah, it's not. It's not as good. I think it's worth watching it. Like you know, you're not going to hate it. Uh, it, it you know, it's, it would kill some time. Put it that way. Um, I think it's on. I think it might be on one of the Netflix, or maybe it was on the film. I don't know. Um, but I know I've seen it fairly recently. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of yeah, it's it's kind of, yeah. Watch it, but I I kind of, your reaction to this is kind of what I figured it would be. Hmm. I thought you'd enjoy it, and I didn't. I was uh, getting along with it really well until I started questioning yeah, things. You, yeah, yeah. And uh, some films are able to just whiz you past. Like I recently saw Star Trek Into Darkness. Yeah. Um, and that moves at such an incredible clip. You don't have time to think about right the, the, the holes in it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, like I say, I think I thought you'd enjoy this, and mm. I, it was it was kind of from that category of things I think you should see mm. because it there are so many great things that came after it that we yeah. love that that is such a this huge is influence. Daddy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um. That's cool. In Finland. Mm. This was Wild West Robots. Right. In Italy, the yeah. world of robots. That's a, that's a cool title, actually. I think that needs to get made as something else. The world of robots. Yeah. In Hungary, the Wild West arises. That's another cool title. In Brazil, where no one has soul. That's not a soul. 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 Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the black exploitation. And my favourite one yeah. was Spain, where it's called Westworld: Souls of Metal. That's another cool... Which does sound a bit like a festival headline by Metallica. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I found one review. This is the entirety of the review. Right. There's lots of reviews on Amazon. It's yeah. like 35 reviews, none lower than three stars. Yeah. And the one on three stars is mostly moaning about their disc turning up late. Right, fine. Um, this is a genuine five-star review from Amazon. Seen this film many times. It always entertains me because it is chillingly close to reality. Don't trust the machines. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> That's so good. 
Yeah, uh, we asked for uh, some correspondence on. We this did world. indeed, and we and we have some. Certainly got some. Uh, yeah, and Mr. Webb, because my voice needs a rest, he has it at the other. Yeah, end. I see. Yeah, because so prepare gonna... yourself for twenty minutes of him reading out an email. Oh God, yeah, this, this this is an exceptionally long email, which is really good. Yes. Um, and it's from Phil Austin, and thank you so much for doing this, Phil. It's really cool. Um, I will endeavour to read it as best I can, and as you may have noticed on previous episodes, I'm not very good at reading. I'm out. the reader. Yeah. I don't know why I'm not very good at reading aloud. I don't know why. Uh, anyway, so... It's all right. I can't play the guitar and you do that. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Phil says, There are lots of movies I've watched over the years that I have liked, even loved, and yet I can remember next to nothing about them. Then there's Westworld. I absolutely love this film, and its images have stuck in my memory after every viewing, of which there have been many. I've watched, mo- uh, I've watched most of the classic movies from the past century over the years many uh, many over the past few years as part of my 1001 movies project but that's another story yeah we're we're going to have a, when Phil gets to the end we're going to have a chat to Phil about the 1001 yeah. movies project because that's yeah. very interesting it is interesting yes uh, and yet this sci-fi western with all its uh, 1970s kitschness ranks almost higher on my uh, list of favourite movies than practically anything else Add this to the fact that westerns in general are one of my least favourite genres. My love of Westworld is quite a, quite the surprise. Now, I'm going to quickly dip away from uh, Phil's email. I have to say, I was never a fan of westerns. No, I found them really either. difficult to get into. And then... I like the idea. I like the yeah. trope. The, 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 lone, the lone white hat comes in to, t- yeah. to save the troubled town. That's kind of how I always felt about them. Yeah. And then... Uh, I was lucky enough, went to New Mexico a few days to, to do like this cowboy trip thing that I had to do for work. Yeah. And I loved it because I, you know, I always enjoyed riding horses when mm. I was growing up as a kid. Um, and when I came home and I kind of was missing not, you know, rounding out cattle and stuff, mm. I start, I played Red Dead Redemption, which I loved. <laughs> which um, I still haven't finished, actually. I need to go back to that. Yeah, and that's great. And it, But I still could never quite get into watching Westerns until fairly recently. Mm. And, and this year, in fact, and I've gone through and I've watched a load, and there's mm. some that I really, really like. So We covered uh, we covered uh, the Cohen's True Grit, didn't we? We did, yeah. And that's that was that excellent. Was, that was probably one of, probably if not the first, one of the first Westerns I've watched start to finish. Yeah. Since seeing that, I've mm. watched quite a few more. It's a good, it's a good gateway Western. It is, it is very much it's so. It's people yeah. you recognise. Yeah. It's modern filming techniques. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Yes. Uh, it's yeah. A, yeah, it's a good, if you if you want to start on Westerns, that's, that is a very good place to start. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, we may cover some more Westerns at some point soon. Particularly if you've been watching them, you're going to start foisting them on me, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, maybe I will. Uh, okay, so back to Phil's email. Uh, so why do I love it so much? First, the premise. Uh, first, the premise. The whole concept of Disney World for adults gone crazy was the first thing that made me want to see this film, and it's done very well. I love that the movie takes time to show why people will go to this amusement park and pay so much money for the privilege, and not only gives us uh, a good chance to enter Westworld itself but gives us little backstories in medieval world, uh, as well as showing a little Roman world as well. Uh, less so Roman world, but I guess given the premise that... <laughs> given the premises that this world is full of orgies, that wouldn't, would have severely affected the certification of the film. I laughed early because yeah. I have the email open on my iPad here. Yeah. I can take over if you want at some point. Uh, no, I'm, I'm okay for now. Right. I'm not struggling too badly, I don't think. Um, okay. 
Then you have Richard Benjamin and oh, James shit. Brolin, um, the weedy nerdy guy and the archetypal action hero. So which one dies first? Well, in Westworld, it's turned entirely away from the usual expectations, with Brolin, the more obvious lead, dying and leaving Benjamin to use his brains uh, and not Braun to defeat the gunslinger. Can I jump in there? Yeah. Uh, you know that James Brolin is not the obvious lead because he's third build. Oh, well, your yes. brainer gets uh, gets course, it, yeah. it, it's, your the, it's would. the it's the left and lower right and higher billing. Oh, really? On the title card, yeah. Your brainer is is the first name you read because he's lower. Yeah. Uh, because he's on it's the left, left rather. But, but Richard Benjamin's is slightly higher on the right yeah. of the screen, and they share a screen, and then it's James Brolin. That's interesting because I can. I mean, I know James Brolin, and obviously know your brainer. I couldn't tell you anything. No, else, oh, no I know nothing about Richard Benjamin. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, the gunslinger. I've not seen many Yul Brynner films, but seriously, this has to be a role he was born to play. So incre- incredibly sinister and menacing without having to snarl or, and grimace his way through the film. Uh, just the look in his uh, look in his robot eye or the smirk he gives when he feels that he has his prey uh, is the stuff of nightmares. And that moment when he's walking the corridors with just the click, click, click of his boots on the floor, just masterful use of sound. Uh, click, click, click of a raptor's claw as well. Yeah, ex- yes, yeah. Uh, I also like the slow build. Uh, she slapped again. <laughs> Hang on, there's a quote here. Yeah. Uh, I also like the slow build. She slapped a guest. The snake bit him. Little touches to uh, to give you a taste of the chaos to follow. Uh, building to, to the king being killed in medieval world and, of course, the newly engineered gunslinger. The behind-the-scenes bits are also wonderful. The engineers and scientists are us watching this all unfold until the danger invades their part of the world too. Uh, And this all adds to the menace. The ending freaked me out the first time I saw it. The sudden reappearances of the partially destroyed gunslinger, a foretaste to the end of one of the Terminator movies, T2 or T3, he's put in uh, brackets in question marks. Uh, T2, he comes back quite a lot, doesn't he? Yes. There's like quite a lot of regeneration. But no, uh, just Terminator oh, in, in general, one, it yeah. absolutely will not stop. Until yeah, it... it's the f- actually it might be the f- the first one mostly. I think. Yeah, uh, it made him jump out of his skin uh, and are uh, still eerie on rewatching. Um, I'm sure this film isn't for everyone, and some people find it cheesy or silly. However, for me, it's a film I can just sit and enjoy over and over again, and that's why it's one of my all-time favorite movies. On a side note, I've also uh, recently watched a sequel, Future World. Ooh. Obviously not a patch on the original, but it go, uh, does go in a nicely different direction story-wise. So worth a look, but do not ever watch it thinking it will compare to Westworld in the slightest. Keep up the good work, Phil. Excellent. Oh, I just about managed that. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Thank you for that uh, That detailed... Uh, yeah, I'm, glad that... we, I'm glad we cover one of your favourite movies and you felt moved to write us... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if anyone... Anyone else? We have a movie that you've lo- you love that much. Uh, do get in touch, Absolutely. even if it's one we've covered way way back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, have a look at some. Of I've the seen old the stats. People and... are still discovering the show. Yeah, exactly. So the episode if, uh, one still gets downloads. Excellent. So you know, Mostly if you're in China, right? If uh, yeah, if you've if you've got a favourite movie that uh, we've covered, please please do write us a review, and we'd love to know why you love it. Okie dokie. Yeah. Uh, I have to pitch, don't I? You do, yes. Okay. Um, well, I um, I've mostly spent time kind of um, catching up on recent stuff that I wanted to see and missed. Right. Uh, some of them have been bad. Some mm-hmm. of them have been okay. Uh, yeah. Some of them have been really good, and okay. this ranks into really good. Okay. Um, 
Paranorman. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. It's it's th- uh, it's CG assisted stop motion stop shot on uh, DSLR cameras. Yes. Uh, like yeah. Corpse Bride. Yes. Um. Uh. Yeah, like Corpse Bride. Um. I don't. Ha- I have very few notes for this, right, and okay. most of which is stuff we can only cover after you've seen it. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but um, Norman Babcock is 11 years old, and he's an outsider. Right. Um, nobody understands him, and he spends his time watching old horror movies. Mm. Norman, his blessing and his curse is that he can also see and talk to the dead. Right. So when zombies invade his town, Norman is the only one who can stop them. Brilliant. That's the basics, right yeah. there. Uh, the major cast, uh, uh, Norman is played by Cody Smith McPhee, who's mm. this young kid who's kind of Yes, upcoming. he was the kid in the road. There we go, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, the rest of the name cast are rounded out with uh, Anna Kendrick, mm-hmm. who's his sister, uh, Casey Affleck, Christopher Mintz-Plass, Leslie Mann, Jeff Garlin, uh, John Goodman, and Bernard Hill. Oh, cool, awesome. Yeah. Um, I... I really enjoyed this yeah. far more than I think I should. Right. Um, mostly just because it's funny. It's full of every type of gag you can imagine. Right. Uh, there are some brilliant sight gags. Yeah. Um, there are. There's some great. Um, there, there's some great dialogue gags. Uh, there are some sound gags. Right. Uh, just all kinds of all kinds of things. A very similar sense of humor to Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. I found. Right. Yeah, which okay. um, I don't. And you. You've seen that as well, haven't you? I have seen that. I wasn't that bothered with that. Oh, I really? Yeah, I didn't get in, I don't know why. I just didn't get into it. Okay. Um, yeah, I just... I really enjoy it. Yeah, that one I just couldn't get into. Yeah. But the, I remember seeing the, like, the trailers and the clips of this and thinking that it seemed like a really fun idea and quite interesting and silly and fun. It is. It is. Um, things to... The, the, the scene that had me howling with laughter is Norman has to... Uh, go and get a book. This right. will help him defeat these mm-hmm. zombies. The book is at his uncle's house. Yeah. His uncle has just died. Right. And he died holding the book and rigor right. mortis has set in. <laughs> so Norman has to try and prize the book from his dead uncle's hands. Right. Uh, remember, this is a kid's animation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's full of, that scene is priceless. It's full of just brilliantly dark sight gags as he right. tries to wrestle a book right. from this dead guy's hands. Um, Excellent. It's really funny. Um, just overall, it's it's very funny. It's really well written. Uh, it's an inventive. It's a good horror movie, mm. and it's a really good way of helping kids understand and deal with death and bullying and being an outsider. Okay, uh, and we'll cover more of that sort of thing yeah, next yeah. week. Um, I've got less than half the notes for this than I had for Westworld. All right. Okay. Well. Um, and yeah, it's all stuff we can get to. We can get to next week. Awesome. Uh, it's on Netflix. Right. If you have, uh, I've watched it on the US version of Netflix. Yeah. So if you have access to that, I recommend. Yeah. Uh, I haven't checked any other regions. Yeah, I think it's out on. I think it's out on Blu-ray and DVD it in is, the UK. Yeah. So it's probably kicking around. Yeah, it's uh, it is possible to get hold of it. Yeah. Uh, without too much difficulty, I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's. I can't. It's not a long pitch. No, awesome. That's great. It's one of those things. Quite often, when you don't have too many notes at all, it's always a good sign. Mm. So yeah, I look forward to that. Absolutely. Right. Now that means I have to find another note on here, <laughs> which I can never find. No. So uh, if you have anything in particular you'd like to say while well, I'm looking for... Um... Uh, um, uh, no, I can't really think of anything. 
un- unless I reiterate the fact that we love people writing in. Um, we do very much. Yeah, uh, the fact you know we've got some like we've said last week as well. We've got some pitches waiting in the wings, and we're tracking down some of those movies. We do. We've the the gathering has begun. Yeah, it's like yeah. the Highlander all over again. <laughs> yeah, God, yeah. Speaking uh, of which, I saw someone in a T-shirt that said "Our Nash Antiques" the other day. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. We have a, a backlog of pitches. Uh, there's mm. like four, I think, knocking yeah. around, um, yeah. and we're in the process of gathering these movies uh, and very. Yeah. Uh, very different and disparate movies they mm, are. Yeah, I think uh, hopefully we'll be able to cover one in a couple of episodes' time, I think. Okay. Um, if you'd like to send us more pitches or reviews of things, mm-hmm. uh, you can do that in the short form uh, by finding us on Twitter at HYS Podcast. Yes. Uh, we have Facebook, facebook.com slash have you seen podcast. The blog, uh, which still needs updating, <laughs> it always is, updating. is have you seen.net. Uh, and the email. Uh, so you can send us a nice long missive like Phil did, mm-hmm. is podcast at haveyouseen.net. Yeah. We like shares and likes on Facebook, particularly of new show posts. Retweets on Twitter, again, especially of new show tweets, because mm-hmm. uh, that gets the word out. Yeah. Uh, reviews and ratings on iTunes keep us visible. Yeah. Uh, and your pitches for new films and reviews of stuff, we love them. They're our favourite mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, thanks to everybody listening, especially if you've done any of those things, like yes. sent us reviews or, mm-hmm. or pitches and whatnot. Uh, yeah. Thank you to Upbeat Productions for the use of the submersible, as usual. Mm-hmm. And thank you to Alexia Mom for his never-ending technical expertise. Oh, always, always. Mm. He's He's been very, very busy recently. Uh, still manages to be a technical marvel. Yeah. So. We don't know how he does it. No, I, I think he might be superhuman. I'm pretty sure I, he doesn't sleep. Yeah, I think I think there's a there's an element of superhumanity. And he does parkour. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah, he so does. There we go. Um, that's it. It is. Next week we shall return when uh, stop motion puppets rise from the grave. Yes. Yeah. And when we talk about Paranorman. Yeah, and then I'll think of something to pitch you. Ooh, fun. Yeah. Okie dokie. We shall see you next week then. Absolutely. Bye. Bye. Bye.